Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Well, hello there and welcome to another Senior Times Food and Wine podcast with me, Mairead Robinson. Now, if like me, you want to know more about what's hot and happening in the world of wine, and if you like some suggestions on perhaps something new to try as we head into the new year, then you'll be very interested in the conversation I'm having with my next guest, who, is, who certainly knows a thing or three about wine. For Lynn Coyle is none other than a master of wine, a wine judge and educator, and the wine director at O'Brien Wines. And on top of all that, Lynn makes her own wine in Spain, which is currently available here. So many strings to your bow, Lynn, and I'm honoured that you can join me today. So let's start at the very beginning. Maybe tell me where your, your wine journey began. Oh, hello, Marie. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. I appreciate it. Um, I was brought up in the hotel industry. My parents were hoteliers. So I think food and wine was always part of um, my background. Um, I lived in hotels for until really I was about 18 or 19. And um, when I started to think about what I wanted to do with my life, food and wine um, was really where um, I was focused. And after having studied hotel management two or three years at college, I decided to focus on the wine side of things. Um, inspired by a trip to Tuscany um, with my Italian friend. And um, I was there with her for um, a few months working and really started to get into wine when I was in Tuscany at that stage. So tell me a little bit about O'Brien Wines. And most of us are familiar with, um, with O'Brien's because I think there's something like 34 or five stores around the country, aren't there? That's right. There are 34 shops around the country. So we are national. And we also have a website. So if you don't happen to live near one of the shops, you can most definitely use the website. And most of what's available in the shops is available on the website. So it's very easy to access our products and our services from the website as well as our shops. Um, It's a family business. It was established in 1944 in Bray, and it's still run by the O'Brien's family who are working in the business day and daily. So it's um it's a great Irish brand that um you know spans the spans the country nationally. And we also um service hotel restaurants as well. Yeah, it's it's a great Irish success story. And um I think I think the whole thing about buying online has become huge, hasn't it, the last few years, especially with you know COVID and all of that. People like to be able to purchase online, but also to get information and suggestions as well. So I I've looked at your website and it does give a lot of clear information. And you also have bargains up there, and it's all kept very much up to date. So I think that's of great interest. Absolutely. I mean, I think even pre-COVID, obviously, online buying was, was um, you know, majorly in growth anyway. And we actually um, launched our new website in March 2020, which means we launched it in the middle of COVID <laughs> or just after the first lockdown. Yes. Um, but, you know, that's the, um, we have a team working on the website and we obviously try very hard to keep everything up to date. We offer the same promotions on the website as we do in the shops so is that we um that the customers as i said earlier can access a range of our services both online and in person in the shops 
Excellent. Looking to 2022, there are a lot of factors obviously affecting the, the, the wine business like the rest of us, climate change, harvests, all the different issues that have come up for that. So that's going to affect what is available for us in the new year. So what do you feel is good value and available um, in 2022 in the wine world? Um, well, I think that um, there is a shop, there's going to be a shortage of certain wine styles and there exactly. are going to be price increases in certain wine styles. So if I take um, things like Margaret Sauvignon, Loire Sauvignon, White Burgundy, those types of wines are going to cost a bit more next year. And it is very much down to um, vintage effect, if you like, or, you know, climate events or however you want to describe it. But at the end, it's climate change that's causing that shortage. Um, Chile will continue to be very good value for money. Um, South Africa will continue to be very good value for money. And also, I would say that um, Portugal is going to be excellent value for money. Because all of those countries are not, as far as I can see at the moment anyway, there are not huge price increases coming through. Um, so, But the other thing that needs to be borne in mind is that we've got dry goods increases, which I think is affecting you know, most industries. And that's also something that is going to feed into the price of a bottle. But that impact is going to be less than, um, you know, less than where there's a shortage of grapes. And in France in particular, in Europe and Marlborough in New Zealand in particular in the Southern Hemisphere. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm a big fan of Portuguese wine. I always feel perhaps it doesn't quite get the, um, the, the attention it deserves. You know, when you go into a lot of shops, well, I'm not talking about O'Brien's, but certainly in supermarkets, you see a big range of Spanish wine and a small little range of Portuguese wine. It's mm -hmm. like the baby sister. And I think a lot of people are unsure because they're not familiar with all those grape varieties. Um, I think I think that's it, but I think the wines are incredible and a lot yeah. of the producers, really, you tend to get, um, I think it's, it's interesting because Portugal has lots of small, interesting producers and I think that the prices are quite um, fair and I think that it's, for that reason it tends to be quite a good buy. Um, Southern France, for the same reason, Languedoc is a good buy and yeah. also Italy and in a way, Italy and Portugal are kind of similar because they both have lots of indigenous varieties and it can be confusing but I think it's extremely easy to find a good enjoyable accessible wine style from Portugal and I think it is a good country to look at for value but also for authentic honest wine. Travelling with Expressway and your free travel pass is made easier with a reserved seat. When booking journeys at expressway.ie Make sure to select Seat Only Reservation Free Travel Scheme and pay just two euro per trip to guarantee your seat. Bookings can also be made from ticket machines in stations and priority boarding will be given to those who book in advance. Travel without a booking is still more than welcome, if you prefer, provided we have space on board. Take it easy with your free travel pass and expressway.ie. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times, the magazine and website for people who don't act their age.
Or maybe you have a loved one or a friend who you know would love to read more. You can buy a subscription and have the magazine delivered direct to their door. To subscribe to Senior Times, visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash senior times. Well, looking forward, you've obviously been buying um, over the last few weeks and months. So what have you got that's that you reckon is really good value? Perhaps something new that maybe people haven't tried before. Is there anything new and exciting coming on stream? Well, we have um, we have a Malbec coming, new Malbec coming in from Argentina, which is always exciting. We tend to have, the new wines tend to arrive more from March onwards as the new vintages pull through. But um, we always have one or two new things in the portfolio in January and February. So we have a Pinot Grigio from the Veneto, which is called um, which is called which is called Venulia, and it's actually we've had it for about six months, but it's in its second outing at the beginning of the year. As I say, I'm Albert from Argentina, and um, we will be working then as we we are now at this stage starting to see new vintages arrive in our tasting room and we will then have a constant four or five months of new wines arriving and looking for new wines so um i think people are interested in you know off the beaten track grape varieties we are also interested in looking at not low alcohol but lower alcohols and we're also interested in looking at organic and biodynamic and sustainably farmed grapes I think there's a big interest in that, which ties directly into your point earlier about climate change. Mm. Well, certainly um, I've been talking about that, both writing about it in the magazine and talking on the podcast with people about uh, organic uh, wines. And I do feel that they're going to get perhaps a bit more notice in the new year. Um, I always find it interesting when you go into a shop, you know, you can see the organic vegetables beside the regular ones, but you don't see a special section for organic wines normally in the off license. And a lot of people don't perhaps recognize the, the symbol, you know, which says um, biodynamic or whatever. So they're mm-hmm. not quite sure. But I think I think there's going to be more and more interest and more and more information about organic wines as we become more concerned both about the planet and our own health and what we eat and drink and consume. I completely agree. In O'Brien's, we actually highlight um, our organic wines um, and our biodynamic wines, and we highlight our sustainable wines. But I agree. I think it's we expect to see the organic bananas beside the the, the normal bananas. Exactly. Uh, and it is something that we are working on at the moment, but we do highlight it in our point of sale quite consistently. And it's also on our website as well. So for anyone who's interested in in trying organic wine or who specifically wants to buy only organic wine, then if they go onto the Brian's website or if they go in store, they'll see those wines have got a specific symbol on them and they'll be able to identify them quite easily. And do you bring in all the wines yourselves? So all the wines in O'Brien's are brought in by O'Brien's or do you buy wines from other Irish wine importers as well? Most of what we do is directly imported from the wineries because we like to have a direct relationship with our producers and those producers in turn have a relationship with our staff and with our customers. But we also support local Irish businesses. We do have um, maybe between 10 and 12 local Irish suppliers that we're buying from. I've probably completely understated that now that I think about it. (laughs) But yes, we do buy locally as well. So you will see um, a selection of wines that are sourced from local suppliers as well as wines that we ship directly ourselves. 
Right. Okay. So you have both wines that are exclusive to O'Brien's and also ones that people might find in other outlets in, in Ireland. Absolutely. And mainly it's exclusive to O'Brien's is what we sell. They are mainly exclusive wines, but we absolutely have wines that you would be able to find other places as well. So have you plans? Um, have you plans to expand, to open more stores or to change your 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 format in any way? Any plans for development in O'Brien's? Um, well, we have two stores in London and we are always on the lookout for new sites. So I, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> because it's quite a long process between identifying a site, getting a license, et cetera, sure. et cetera. But yes, there are plans for, for things, extra things, yes. So you'll be opening stores in the UK as well? Well, at the moment, we've got two there, so we'll need to wait and see how that, you know, how that we continue to develop there. But we are looking for new sites in Ireland as well. Excellent. It's a great Irish success story, I must say. To live up near Bray, and I remember going into O'Brien's there, and now I see them in so many places around the country. Just over 50% of the shops are in in and around Dublin, and the other 50% of the shops that, you know, there's one in Cork, there's one in Galway. Uh, Carlo, Waterford, etc. I mean, they're all around the country really now. And it's a lovely family business. I mean, it is a, you know, very local Irish family business. There's only, you know, 24 people working in the support office. And most of the most of the people that are working in the business are the guys at the front line, if you like, in the shops. And um, we're all a team. Great. I think that's fantastic. Getting back to yourself, Lynn, what would be your, your favourite food and wine combination? Like your favourite wine, give us your dream dinner, your, your death row dinner, as they call it, your favourite food and wine yeah. combination. Seafood with Albarino is definitely, the shellfish um, would be my dream dinner and I love Albarino. Oh, I do um, too. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So I, that would be definitely be on my list. But I also like, you know, there's some unusual matches, which are things like, you know, sauterne with Asian food is a very interesting food combination. And a lot of people don't quite know what, what wine to pick with Asian food. Yeah. But anything that's anything that's aromatic. So something like a, a Pinot Gris from Alsace or New Zealand, a Sauvignon Blanc, a Gewurztraminer, they all work well with Asian food. And I'm suggesting slightly sweeter wines as well work well with Asian food. Because when you think about things like the ginger, the chili, the coriander, the coconut milk, sure. then the, all of those flavors tend to pop if you find a wine that brings them out. Yeah. And things like Nepalese dishes can work really, really well with things like the Gewurztraminer or a Riesling. Those are really good combinations with Asian food. Yes, and then with cheese, I always, um, I, I always like to say that don't just consider red wines with cheese. I also think some, you know, delicious, um, you know, textured white wines such as um, a, a richer, an older Chenin Blanc or a rich Chardonnay can work beautifully with with white cheeses. Yes, so I always like to try and have fun and experiment a bit. You know, sure. Before you go, I really want to ask you, I'm fascinated by the fact that you are also a winemaker. I love chatting to winemakers and we haven't enough time to go through it all today, but maybe another time. And it's fascinating to meet a woman winemaker, a female winemaker, because there's not many of you around the world at all. Although I think there are more now in Chile. I I have met more female winemakers in Chile. But just tell me briefly before we go, how did you get into actually making wine? And when I, when I became a master of wine, a winery in Spain that I had known for many, many years contacted me and said, if I ever wanted to make my own wine, 
would I speak to them because they would be very interested to work with me and they would be very flexible. And the winemaker, Alicia, there, um, and I made our first rosé in 2018. And um, that was um, very successful. I was very happy and was still working away. That's Rose, Rosie. And then in 2019, I started to talk with um, another lady winemaker called Sonia Costa at Lagarde Costa in Galicia. And we made our first Alberino together in, in the 2020 vintage. So um, it was really just a kind offer of that first winery who offered to help me if I wanted to make a wine. And to be honest, that was offered in 2015 and it took me long enough. It took me two or three years to, <laughs> to start to think about it, but I eventually did. And um, so I've got um, very good um, partners, um, both coincidentally other lady winemakers. Um, but yes, it's, uh, it's an interesting job. And I think, you know, women make interesting wines. Maybe it's... Um, and men make interesting wines as well, but I do think sometimes that women bring a slightly different take to the wine. Yes. Um, and every wine is going to be different because of the winemaker, but also because of the year, because of the quality of the grapes in that year. So one of the fascinating things about wine is that one person can interpret it one way, another person can interpret it another way. And then, of course, you have to make the best of what nature hands you in that year. That's so right. it's always going to be interesting, you know. Absolutely. Well, look, I'd love you to come back and chat about the winemaking and the whole process, because I think it's absolutely fascinating. But for now, okay. thank you so much for coming in and um, we'll talk again soon. Thank you very Brilliant. much, Lynn. Thank you so much. Bye-bye for Bye-bye. Now. Thank you. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations.